This is part one of our three-part review of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Like always, beware of spoilers and enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome to the Cube Command Podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya, and this is the podcast where you can join us as we talk about the news, reviews, and other things in the gaming, pop culture, and movie industry. The Cube Command Podcast is produced by Savoya Studios and is part of the Savoya Media Network. To find all of our shows, just go to SavoyaMedia.com. So a while back, Nathan and Nick joined me to talk about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker for about a good two hours or so. For that purpose, I went ahead and broke it into three parts, so we're going to be looking at the first part. In this review, we'll be analyzing the story beats, the characters, uh, the messages, and the overall lasting impact on the conclusion to the Skywalker saga. Once again, I want to thank Nick and Nathan for joining me in this review, and I hope you enjoy. Alright, so we saw Rise of Skywalker, did we not? Sadly. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's, that's a disappointing consensus. It was yeah number nine, you know? Supposedly been building up for 40 years. Whack. Yeah, that's what they all say. It could have kept building up. You really want to go past nine? No. Yes. No, <laughs> no. no I'm good. I'm good now. God, no. <laughs> I'm good. Stop it. He's already dead. There's no more backstory they can do. No more. Mm, Disney says otherwise. Unless they try it. Trust me. If they wanted to, they could keep going. They really wanted to. They're still yeah, going to make movies. Yeah, they shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't. But would they if the money's right? Because um, we got we got plenty of Star Wars content. We got the uh, we got the Clone Wars. We got the Mandalorian. We got uh like a bunch of other TV shows that are in production, like Kenobi and Boba Fett, something, something, and the High Republic. Boba. So they're still like making stuff. Um, yeah, but should they make more movies in the Skywalker saga? Nope, nope, never nope, again. Leave them, leave them dead. <laughs> so are they gonna? They're all dead. <laughs> it's like it's kind of weird that they like rebranded the Skywalker saga just for me personally because it's like that was Star Wars, you know. Before they made like the the spinoffs and stuffs are are cool, but like I I never really thought of like the episodes being the Skywalker saga per se, more so just like mm -hmm. Star Wars. True, yeah, it was, it was just pretty much all about Skywalker, except for the last movie, which is this one. Really, wasn't about Skywalker at all. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was about a new Skywalker, <laughs> a phony, the fake. You're right. It's like a very half-baked movie. Um, so, all right. I guess we should just do what we do in our reviews, which is go over the story first, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Here's the premise. Literally, before we started recording this, Nathan read me the uh, <laughs> the title crawl. Crawl. It was, like, it was two paragraphs, right? It was... No, it was three sentences. Three sentences? Three sentences. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was not three sentences. <laughs> Literally, it was three sentences. I will copy and paste it into the chat. I gotta see this, too. <laughs> was it really no. three It's you, you were talking for, like, a good, like, 20 seconds. No, three sentences. Yo, you're right! Oh, that was so short! 
what is that <laughs> that's the opening call <laughs> three sentences no really it, is, it starts out in such a terrible way <laughs> basically the premise is like the premise is um palpatine's back baby to be yeah, honest yeah that's it he he pulls a shrek opening <laughs> what Literally, the, the title, the title crawl is Palpatine's back. Leia's scared. Kylo is angry. Movie. Oh yeah, and Ray's <laughs> there, too. If we're being honest, it was like literally Ray who was angry for like no reason. If we're being honest, he didn't really have much of a reason to be angry. So usually in a movie, right? They use the opening scenes to present the problem the protagonist faces, right? What was what was Ray's issue? What was her arc in this movie? Because I don't remember what it was she said in the beginning. It was like, I'm not strong enough to defeat the Order or something. It's like, I'm not doing... Oh, she can't do it alone. Was it? I think yeah. She can't do it by herself. Basically, yeah. I mean, she's... But you know, she wouldn't have been doing it by herself. But that's what she's scared of. She's been doing... Of her being the only Force user, I guess. Besides, you know, Leia. Yeah, we that, that's a new revelation. Leia is a Jedi. Apparently it takes... Um... Just, it's weird. Yeah. Apparently you have to... Like, wait, in the last movie, we just... No. Last movie, we just saw her, like, first time using her Jedi powers. Was it the last movie? Where her ship got blown up and she was in a vacuum of space? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that was just like that was just so random. And then this movie just shows like, oh my god, she trained as a Jedi for who knows how long. It was supposed and, to be like she just stopped. three months or something like that. Three months in. Yeah. And I guarantee like, her swordman skills is better than Ray's. She she trained for three months, saw a vision of Kylo being evil, and was like, ha, I'm done. And then went to politics. Where she got kicked out. And now, episode 7. Guess what? Her son is evil. <laughs> she did the unspeakable of what she thought she wouldn't do. Yeah. Ironic. It, there was a lot of, like, contradiction. Not just, like, in the trilogy, but, like, in the movie itself. Like, stuff they present in the movie directly contradicts stuff that happens afterward in the movie. Like, a lot of the stories that have already been established prior to this movie they just jj just kind of put his own ideas first yeah and since nobody's gonna question the movies but people are gonna question the books it doesn't matter that these books were written by the time episode seven was out as long as it's in the movie nobody's gonna question it like yeah the general audience doesn't really read the books let's be honest like Mm. in aftermath leia never trained as a jedi explicitly stated in episode 9 oh of course she trained as a Jedi (laughs) why wouldn't she I think if they had said that maybe like Luke had like taught her how to be attuned to the force like you know sense like you know like like she's aware that she has force powers and stuff I would believe it but the fact that they like had her training under Luke but never explicitly stated it before Kind of a mm-hmm. stretch. Why did it look like she was like kind of stronger than Luke? 
Like when they were training, she actually overpowered him. I think it, she, she was, was going easy in that training. Him. I was just like, "Are you serious?" I don't think he's want. He wants to go all out on her. He's a sister. It's not gonna go. Ah, you noob. Ah, he's not no, gonna do but that. I mean, he could definitely like you know. Of course. It was just like, dang, Luke, you you just got beat. Because I couldn't tell, like, when was that during? Was that during after or before they went and fought it Vader? Was, That's why I'm confused. It was, uh, it was a few months after Return of the Jedi is when she trained. Okay. Really? Wait, I thought it was, like, a couple of years afterward. Because she had to, like, few months. get the, the New Republic started and all that. Nope, she she wasn't a part of that. Really? It was all Mal Mothma that set up the New Republic. So what was that, that stuff in uh, Battlefront 2 where she's like recruiting people or whatever? So that's canon, right? The games are canon, are they not? Yep. Okay, that's okay. another oh, contradiction. That's the first. Well, oh, where, where did we leave off on this thing? <laughs> the beginning, okay. Oh, Ray was... <laughs> the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that we were literally the, the beginning. The far, far away. Yeah, so the, the crawl and in, doesn't explain anything. And, and then it starts out with uh, Kylo Ren on Mustafar of all places. Yeah, he's um, he was on Vader's going to Vader's castle to get the little wayfinder. The wayfinder. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say holocron. They make all these things look the same. Freaking the little like floaty object that gives all power or something. I thought it was a holocron, but that would have been just, easy. I didn't really understand it because it's. It's just a device that shows where you're going, but I kind of thought since it was Sith, it was more like, you know, you connect with the Sith in some way, and then it just leads you there. That's why I thought they were going to do. I didn't think they were going to use, like, this compass map thing to find a way. It really should have just been a holocron. What's the holocron? The holocron like, is the, um, it contains information about the Sith, right? It can contain information about Sith or Jedi. There's two different sides to a holocron. Hmm. Like, the Jedi Temple is full of them, but they're all light side focused. But, like, the, the Wayfinder is, like... It's its own independent thing. Okay, so the Wayfinder is, like, a map, then. Because it's, like, they were trying Pretty to find... Much. They had two of these things. They had two maps. One was on the Death Star. It, one was on the... And it only goes... It will only show you the way to Exegol. Okay, well... They they did not do a good, very good job explaining some of the stuff. Can we talk about what the what was on Exegol when Kylo Ren got there? It's uh, snow, right? I didn't. A a tank full of different Snokes. I didn't understand oh, that either. You said Exegol. I thought you meant Mustafar. No, Exegol. Okay. I kind of thought it was just like this abandoned uh this planet that Palpatine's just there, just you know him and. Maybe like a few other people. That's what I thought it was. I didn't realize it was like the whole empire is just chilling. So like Exegol, the past two those years developing. Exegol is the home home world of the Sith Order. But it's on the outer was rim. Was it that episode in Clone Wars? It's in the unknown regions. Is that that's past the outer rim then? Because the outer and rim is where all the scummy people are. Like the there's like a little pocket in the outer rim that is the unknown regions. Hmm. But it's in there. That's where the Sith came from. For some reason, Palpatine is there. And he has an army of Snokes that he never uses. 
besides the one body. Even the one body was like super flawed. Like he had like a freaking hole in his cheek and he was like he's like slunched over and whatever. Like apparently he never Don't perfected look. the clone process even though they literally made millions and millions upon millions of clones like a couple of years prior. Can we talk yeah. about that cloning? I didn't realize that Palpatine was cloned. So was it the original one we were looking at or the like, original one was the one who died first? His original body died. Okay. So the then that was, was just in... a clone. Like his subconscious was in there or was that just in, like his force was in so, there? So in Legends, he survived the Death Star attack as well. Like that Vader throwing him down. It's a process called essence transfer, which is just taking his soul from his vessel and putting it in another. Hmm. And so that's so he's been what happened. Alive longer than we expected then, theoretically. Um, or this that well, whole system just actually kind of recently happened. Well, his perfected. body from the original trilogy and the prequels is his original body. Oh, okay. The, the body we see in episode nine is the second attempt at a clone of Palpatine. I was hoping by the time the sequel trilogy rolled around, we wouldn't be doing the whole Palpatine cloning himself thing. And like, I mean, this is what happened in legends. I mean, legends wasn't perfect either. Legends was better than what we got now, but like it's, it still wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. And the whole Palpatine coming back to life was one of the things I wasn't really keen on. So I was a little disappointed that just Luke didn't turn to the dark side. I mean, <laughs> you got in fuzzy At least territory. You didn't get here, a clone but... of Luke that was the leader of the Empire. Yeah, that was kind of. I wonder how that would go. Well, go read the Legend books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when the um when they reboot stuff and then like make the new stuff like really similar to what came before, it gets like really confusing. Um, mm-hmm. so. Especially for people like like me and Nick who didn't really read a lot of the books. Um, and then you do stuff Sorry, like... Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you get stuff like them doing this movie where they expect you to read the supplemental material to understand a very important key part of the movie. The whole catalyst of the movie is explained in some other book that most people aren't going to read. That's horrible. It's like, are you talking about Palpatine coming Palpatine back? back? Yeah, that, it, there's not even any canon material on that besides Rise of Skywalker and the novelization for the movie. Exactly, and, and you have to go to an old universe that is no longer canon to figure out how this stuff works. <laughs> even then, they'll probably rewrite it in some other book two or three years now. They'll probably say like. Like they'll they'll make like some comic or something going into detail so they can say oh it was a little different from Legends because they've they've rewritten a bunch of stuff. Um, where were we again? Start of the movie. Okay, start of the movie. All right. Very so, beginning. We talked about Kylo Ren being on Exegol. Okay. The fattest Snokes. Palpatine's alive. He looks like a zombie. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. So, um. After we find out Palpatine's alive, it takes another, like, ten minutes for the main characters to realize it. Because they have to go on their whole adventure with uh, Ray. Finn and Poe did, like, light speed skipping or whatever, and then they have to go find... Which makes no sense. Yeah, it was... They would have crashed so many times in that scene. Hey, but it looked but, you good. you know, it's fine. 
but it was flashy, <laughs> wasn't it? It was stupid. <laughs> to be if honest, people can complain about the Holdo maneuver. She should be complaining about light speed skipping. It, it was like at least one of those makes sense. They should have been torn to bits. And plus, the Tie Fighters could like track them too, right? Like yeah, somehow, the standard Tie Fighters do not have hyperdrives. That little tiny thing. It was keeping up with they the Millennium don't have Falcon. Hyperdrive. I know. In light speed. They because they they wanted to show like. Why did he um, do that? He just light speed skipped. I didn't think that was a thing. It wasn't a thing. The, I think in the beginning, do, when they have no ideas for a movie, they create stuff out of thin air. I was just like, isn't that gonna like blow up the ship? He keeps doing that. That's why I was thinking. You should give them a lot have of to whiplash. I mean, you saw Spaceballs. So. They pulled out of hyperspace in the middle Space of a space. How are they just going to do that? <laughs> they didn't hit anything at all when they came out. They wanted to show Camino or whatever, whatever planets they showed off. So uh, after the light speed skipping, uh, Ray, Pin, and Foe. Pin, and Foe. Uh, <laughs> Ray, Finn, and... What are the names again? Ray, Finn, and Poe go yeah. on a uh, hashtag adventure. Don't forget- don't forget Chewbacca and Chewbacca. And 3PO. Yeah, Chewbacca. Those are the characters people care about. But not BBA. To be honest. BBA go with them? Oh, yeah. Look at that Marvel. Okay, he did. So they, uh, they went on their little hashtag adventure. And then um, because they want to establish that, yes, they are a very close trio of friends who have been doing this for years. They're awkward. <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I, I like the banter, well, but it felt too forced. What was... So then they went to the, the Pasana. Is that what it was called? Pasana, Pasana. Yes. Tomato, tomato. They went to the uh, the the desert planet and found Lando. Because they're trying to track down convenient. this knife or whatever. Yeah, no, it was convenient that they found Lando. What was he doing there? He just... Last time we heard of Lando in canon, he settled down with a twi- with a Twilight and had children. And for some reason, he's scavenging on Pasana. Huh. Without his wife. Wasn't he? What happened to his wife? <laughs> I. He's trying to. He, he's he's like Han, you know? You know? They're horrible fathers. Ladies' man. <laughs> it was. Okay, they explained that he was like. Like with Luke tracking down this knife 30 years ago, and then he just decided. And when they couldn't, they didn't have find any leads. Luke went off to do whatever responsibilities he had. And Lando just chilled for the thirty years. <laughs> During the whole war, not even like attempting to do anything. I, th- I, look, I, ability Williams is great, and I'm glad that they brought him in the movie. But it felt like they were just trying to write in the old characters because they kept killing off the ones that they had already got. I, they forced him in so badly. Yeah. Lando's a great character, and you can use him in the sequel trilogy. It's just like, establish him write a little him, bit more. <laughs> write him in better. Yeah. Don't just go to some planet and then, oh, Lando's here. <laughs> Everybody already knows Lando. No need for introductions. He says a line. Okay, they're on their way. Pretty much. Hi, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> It was, um, it's very quickly paced. I think that's one of the things you guys wanted to mention too, is that, uh, you wrote here in the notes, it was very rushed and it was, it was 
oh my god, the first half of the movie, you were jumping from planet to planet and not just because of lightspeed skipping. Everything was happening so fast and there were new characters and like new places and I don't remember half the places that they go to because they never say where they, where they were. I don't like, either. I literally just saw it today. Like the <laughs> resistance base? If you told me that was Yavin 4, I would not have questioned it. But no, it's not. It's some place called Agling Koss or whatever. Never been talked about in the entirety of the movie. Mm-mm. Just out of nowhere. What's one of the planets in the sequel trilogy being like not the old planets from the original trilogy? Which would have been a lot easier for everyone to know. Yeah. yeah but like, I can't like, bring even... back. Wait, Naboo was destroyed, right? No. Mm. No. But I get okay, adding new planets to make the galaxy feel bigger, but you gotta add in some of the old ones too. Yeah. Honestly. They, they added one old one at the end, <laughs> which we'll get to. Oh my god. Technically, they checked that box off the list. In the most cliche way of ending the movie. Bro, they went to the Death Star and they didn't even go to Endor. They went to another moon. I thought it crashed on the moon of Endor. I thought that was what they... Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah, you know what? I never questioned that myself. Why they never found the Ewoks. Alright, well... um, So they went to... uh, They went to Pasana, found uh, Lando, and just as easily as they bring in an old character, they try to fake us out that they're going to remove an old character by killing Chewie. Chewbacca. Well, before that, they find the ship that left Rey on Jakku, and that's where they found the knife. That was the ship? Yeah. It was the exact ship. Because, oh, because her parents were kidnapped by that bounty hunter guy, right? Uh, her parents were being traced or being tracked by the First Order. <laughs> <laughs> because do you do you know what Ray's father is? Yeah, yeah, no, I remember that Ray's father. Do they reveal? They reveal it's it a, later, right? Because that no, not nothing in the movie. That would be too good. But they in the novelization they say that Ray's father is a for, is a failed clone of Palpatine that wasn't force sensitive, so they had to erase his memory and send him on his way as a normal person in the galaxy. But because Rey is Force-sensitive, the First Order wants her, and that's why they dumped her on Jakku. But didn't come back for her. To be a scavenger? Would you rather be a scavenger on a desert planet or killed and possessed by the Emperor? Hmm. You really want to think about that? (laughs) I mean, either way, that's what it looked like it was going down to. She chose that way. A lot of points in this movie, they try to really drill in the fact that The Last Jedi didn't happen. So, a lot, like, I remember when when the movie was just, just before it was going to come out, and the reviews were like, oh, it's flashy, but if you like The Last Jedi, you're not going to like this movie. And they weren't joking, because, like, for the first half of this movie is spent rewriting the previous one. There's only one line that goes back to The Last Jedi in the entire movie. Which one? It's when it's when they're on Kimji and uh 
Zori and Poe are talking, and Poe's like, oh, we sent out our a cry on the Battle of Kray, and nobody came for us. Oh, yeah. And that was it. That was all the only mention of The Last Jedi in the entire movie was that nobody helped him at the Battle of Kray, and that was that movie Honestly. didn't exist. You know, now that you mention it, the final battle in Rise of Skywalker was like a redone Battle of Crate, where everyone came to their cry of help instead of leaving them to die. Which what it looked like at first, but kind of like a just sent out the whole friggin' everyone. It wasn't even like a real fleet of military. It was just a no. bunch of random people. people from each planet who just came down for a distress call. Probably no guns on their ship but either. It was a redo of the Battle of Endor, and the Battle of Kray was just a redo of the Battle of Hoth. Oh, with the, the trenches, redos. yeah. I can see that. And the fact that they got to what? <laughs> the uh, conflict between the, the, the First Order and the Not-Rebellion is... I, I, I have a hard time believing that this is like an actual war with stakes, because... One, there's no, like, sides just win a battle for no reason. Two, I don't care about the people involved because it feels so small scale, you know? It's like 12 people in the in the freaking resistance after Last Jedi. Pretty much it was literally just a handful and then all of a sudden... They could just... all fit on the Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Everything that the Resistance was could be fit on the Falcon. Exactly. It's really the Falcon is a pretty big ship, but it's not that big. It's a freighter. It's like a... Sur- it's like a donut. <laughs> Yo, I'm a... That's literally a space donut. Where were we? Um, Pasana. <laughs> Half this review is just us, like, going, wait, did that actually happen? And then losing track of it. They're on Posada. They find the shit that Ray was on. They find the knife. Chewbacca goes to investigate a noise, gets captured by the Knights of Ren. Ray goes to confront Kylo, and they see a transport taking off. Um, Ray's trying to pull it back down. Uh, Kylo's trying to pull it down. Pull it down in his direction. It's his ship. For for (laughs) some reason. And then Ray is like, ah, I'm angry. Force lightning. And then blows up the ship thinking she kills Chewie. And then they leave. I hate how they displayed that. Like, she automatically produced lightning of her fingers. Was that just full on just straight hatred? Is that why? She had a glimpse of Sith in her? Yeah, you know, it's like... um... She's a Palpatine. She's a palpitant. She just randomly just shot, shot at it. It's like how like, when you want to turn Super Saiyan, you have to find the tingly spot in your back. She wanted a tingly in their fingers. And Kylo was just looking like, yeah, yeah, do it. Do it. You won't do it. And then she did it. Force powers are up. so weird in this uh this trilogy. And after that, C3PO translates a knife but can't say it because he's forbidden to speak Sith, so they have to go to Kajin. How convenient. To go see Babu Free. I don't think Sith had a like an actual language. Yep. Sith was a language and in legends it was even a and its entire like a a whole species. But they all got killed and it became a religion. Hmm. Then you guys memory wiped. Yeah, that, for like, for like a few seconds. scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about how they did like, they did the freaking death fake out twice in this movie under the span of like 20 minutes for two characters? For Chewie and C-3PO. 
Halo Honestly, I was like, who's next? Is R2 going to die next? And we're not going to see all like, they're just wiping out all the originals. Bro, R2 going to do something in this trilogy. Yeah, R2 just sat on his butt and ate potato chips the whole time. He didn't do anything. The only I'm actually kind of mad at. The only thing he did was restore C-3PO's memory. Because he had a backup. That's all he did. He just had a backup of his memory. Why were they so... Right before they left. I think you cut out, but I heard trailer. Were you talking about how in the trailers they hyped up C-3PO's death? Yes. First, first they didn't kill Chewie, and then reveal it to the audience like a minute later, but still waste our time watching the characters mope about it. And then they wipe C-3PO's mind, and the characters don't even really care that C-3PO's gone. They actually find him annoying now. I know. Which is annoying. <laughs> I'd say 3PO like earned his spot being like an important character. Oh. Yeah, he's been there for like nine t- nine movies. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in ten movies. Oh. He yeah. was in Rogue One. <laughs> well that was a plot point. <clears throat> and just as a cameo, but still. Like if R2 died, I would have felt more than whatever happens to these characters. To be honest. You know? Yeah. But um like if they killed Finn, for example, I would have been like, whoa, my, they killed Finn. I, I mean, I he did play like, a big part in the first one. After that, he was just... Well, he was a main character in the first cast. one. Mm-hmm. They just threw him away. Just like in this place. What did he? What did he add? What did him or, or Poe add of value to this that Ray couldn't do in the first half of the movie? Bromance. Not even... They, they didn't even, like... <laughs> They they were trying to sell it as them being like really close, but like it wasn't important in the movie at all. Not really. They were just doing their own thing. I mean, while Ray was like training or whatever, apparently they were handling all side missions and stuff. They were doing important resistance stuff. TM. Poe is the general, <laughs> apparently. Wasn't he the lead oh. or or something or other when um Haldo uh uh, and then Leia die? Like, he's, like, the next in command? Yeah. I think so. Okay. Because when they get back to... Aging <laughs> Claws... <laughs> Whenever they get back to the Resistance base, their first thing is, oh, Poe, you're, you're the general of the Resistance now! And they're like, what? <laughs> Just out of nowhere. Excuse me? <laughs> but before that... <laughs> They go and rescue Chewie on the convenient Star Destroyer over uh, Kojimi. <laughs> Kojima? I thought you were going to say Kojima. No, Kojimi. They conveniently find um, Chewbacca and uh, Brendel, or Hux reveals himself as a, as a traitor because he hates Kylo Ren. And then is immediately killed without a second thought. Yeah, they brought in uh, General Pride or whatever his name was. Is It was like... Price or something. Because, well, Hux was kind of ruined in the last movie. You can't take him seriously as an antagonist now. It's, but, I, but the way they, they transitioned it was just so sloppy. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a, there's a traitor. And then you find out who the traitor is, and they immediately kill him. And it's like, it's Hux. Even if he is like a small character, 
he has mm-hmm. been around in all three movies, and you can't just like shoot him and say, "Oh, d- dispose the body." Okay, he's gone now. He was the one that made the whole speech in the uh, in Force Awakens about you know the first order will be the next empire. We're so great, and then the, he over a personal spat, he throws that all away in this one. What the? Heck? I don't know. It's it's fine if you want to like make him a traitor, because like. We saw the Kylo Redemption thing coming a mile away, but, like... They should have, like, given him a bit more time, besides, like, two lines and then, oh, he's dead. <laughs> it, you know, it's kind of funny how they just, just randomly just killed him. <laughs> That's like, it's like, oh, we caught the traitor. <laughs> just like that, like... I thought he was just secretly, like, with the Resistance for, like like, a long time. Not just because he had a grudge against Kylo. What was it he told him? He's like, I, I shoot my laugh, leg or though. something? No, yeah, he said shoot my arm. Shoot my arm and, and he then, shoots him in the leg. Then just, just shot him in the leg. And the dude just looked at him like, why? <laughs> like, why, why would you shoot me in the leg? It's better than what I'm happens like, to him like two minutes later. He's shot in the chest. True. If you look at um, Brent, uh, Hux in the books... He's a much better character than in the movies. Just like freaking Phasma. They did Phasma so dirty in the movies, but in the books, oh my god, she was an amazing character. Who's Phasma again? Chrome Dome. Ah, okay. Other spice <laughs> but, person. But like, in in Phasma's uh, book, Hux killed his father in the most horrible way he could probably imagine just to get to his position. And in this movie, they throw him away like he's spoiled milk. <laughs> like they get yeah, they give him the phasma treat. And... They're so inconsistent with these bad guys. I actually forgot phasma was a thing. Like no one refers to how Finn killed her in this one. Like wasn't she a I big deal? I would have forgotten her too if her book wasn't so good. Her book is like my favorite thing from this n- new like all the Disney stuff, and in the movie she's pointless. She was there to sell toys. That's we got to remember that. That's mainly why they introduced she was new characters. To, she was supposed to like replace Boba Fett, but she had the idea at first until the way that she died. It was very Boba Fett in style. Well, you know, Boba Could Fett also was for selling toys the stupidest too. Stupidest way. They uh they introduced um a bunch of characters like fill the holes of the ones that they didn't want to use from Last Jedi, like they replaced Rose with Janna and Zori. I guess. Oh yeah, Zori. <laughs> and then there was that one guy that was like from like Game of Thrones or something they put in, and they like knew it wasn't Game of Thrones, but they like they made a big deal out of him. And then he had one line in the movie. In Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, he was like the blonde guy. The blonde guy who was part of the Resistance. And he, like, when they were talking about Palpatine was back, he was like, why don't we do the Haldo maneuver? Or something. And then he had one line oh, in the in the oh, Battle of Exegol. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I have no idea. <laughs> he made one outburst, and that was that was actually just it. I, I, know, I know who he's talking about. It's literally just a split second. When he talks. 
Well, that was part one of our three-part review of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. To keep up with the latest Cube Command news and be notified when the next parts drop, you can go ahead and follow us on social media at Cube Command on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find our YouTube channel and Twitch channel under the same name to watch us play games and just have fun. Once again, the Cube Command podcast is produced by Savoia Studios and is part of the Savoia Media Network. To find all of our shows, just go to SavoyaMedia.com. And the Cube Command podcast is also a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. To find the Cube Command podcast and many other great tech shows, just go to TechPodcasts.com. And on a last note, the Cube Command podcast is also registered for the 15th Annual Podcast Awards. To vote for the Cube Command podcast, just go to podcastawards.com and nominate the Cube Command podcast under the Games and Hobbies section. My name is Tommy Savoya. I want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Nick, have you ever heard of Blueberry? Blueberry, what's that? Well, it's only one of the most respected media hosting sites out there with a customizable audio player, media validation, and unlimited downloads. Wow, does it have free technical support? Yes. Is it optimized to work with WordPress for easy blog posts? Yes. Does it require third-party sites to access? No. Is it spelled with a B and an L and a U and a B-R-R-Y? Yes. With affordable hosting packages and detailed statistics, Blueberry must be the best podcast hosting service for me. Yeah, well, wait a second. How'd you know that? I, I didn't say that. I don't know. What are you, what are you talking about? Use our promo code CUBECOMMAND to get your first month of hosting free.